Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm delighted you could join us this evening. It is the 3rd of August in 2017, and I am back in Columbus, Ohio for another funeral, believe it or not. I was up here a month ago this week for my uncle's funeral, and now a friend of the family has died at 53 of lung cancer, and she was diagnosed, I think, less than a year ago. So uh, so I am up. The wake was this afternoon and this evening, and the funeral is tomorrow morning, and um, so good news is I get to see my family and friends and get to see people at the funeral that I haven't seen in a while, but sad reason to be here. The reason why I do this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have several callers that are on the phone already this evening, so let's go ahead and go to the phone. And then we will um, see if we can get as many in as we can. So here we go. I believe our first caller is Connie. Hi, Connie, are you there? Hello. Hi, Connie. Hi. How are you this evening? I'm good, actually. Um, This is kind of a follow-up call. Okay. First of all, Um, tell everybody where you're calling from. Ah, New Jersey. New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? Uh, near Philadelphia. Okay. About an hour from the shore. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We had a short conversation last time you called in, I think, didn't we? We <laughs> had a conversation. The beach? The <laughs> did we talk the about beach. the shore versus the beach? Yeah, I grew up in California, so it was the beach, and then I moved to New Jersey, and everybody's like, oh, we're going to the shore this weekend. I'm like, what is that? What is that? Shore. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, funny. Well, well, what's your question this evening? Um, Well, I I was kind of, it's more like a share. Okay. You know, when I called in before, you had introduced me to one of my guides, Chester. Okay. who came to me through the butterflies. And yeah. I had four years of visitations from these butterflies, four years for from June until August. And you had this amazing sort of discovery with me about this guy, Chester. And so after the call that we had, I was sort of, you know, my mind was kind of blown and I, you said it was a Viking, woke up Viking and I did and I wasn't getting anything and I, the butterflies didn't come back and so I was feeling really sad and then a friend said, well, why don't you just ask them? So well, as soon as I asked them, they appeared immediately. Oh, cool. And so I've been sort of playing with this energy and um, my daughter, who I originally called in for, who's very sick, she's not open to this at all. 
Okay. And I, I had asked her to come tonight, but she she's not open to it. So I had asked Chester, what do I do? How can I help? How can I be, uh-huh. you know, help her? And that's when, you know, he he just, I don't know, I can feel his presence. The butterflies are here for the last three hours. And wow. I said, I just, I don't know. I just said, I don't know what to do for her. And then she called about 45 minutes ago and said her doctor had called her after not speaking to her for a week. And they had this amazing conversation and she's in a totally different place. And that's the second time it's happened since Chester has come into my life, since I've acknowledged Oh, wonderful. The last, the last time I asked him for guidance, it was like her doctor called her. Wow. And this is at night. Doctors don't call at night too often. No. Wow. So I just wanted to share that. I'm just so grateful for you and for your reading and just thank you so much. Oh, I'm delighted to hear that. Thanks for calling and letting all of us know about that. It's it's so interesting I've found throughout the years that when we do connect with deceased loved ones and um, and our spirit guides and angels and God and not necessarily in that order, of course. But but if, if we ask, we normally get what we ask for. And it's what if we focus on that, if we yeah. focus on what we want, it's amazing how kind of like the Red Sea parts and all these these different miracles seemingly happen that there's no way we could predict them. I know. And it's yeah. so immediate. That's what I wanted to, like, it's it's immediate. It's not like, oh, sit around. It's just about being, I don't know, it's just amazing to me how wonderful, how amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. Would you take a picture of the butterflies sometime when they're there and email it to me, julie at com, and then I'll put it up on my Facebook and my Instagram. Yeah, I have four years who listen. pictures. That would be great. That would be really fun. Okay, I will that. do that. Okay, terrific. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Julie. Okay, take care, Connie. Bye-bye. Well, that was fun. I had a, um, a uh, situation where... A really dear friend um, was dying, and and uh, she, when she at the time that she died, she appeared to um, her son that was in another state at the exact minute, and she said, "Oh my God, what a miracle!" And and I told her, I told her son as the family was going through all of this, I said, "Now expect miracles." And he called me and he said, "Oh my God, you were so right. This was a miracle. It was amazing." So how cool was that? So. Thanks, Ms. Connie. Appreciate it. I believe our next caller is Shari. Hi, Shari. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? (laughs) I am okay. Julie, I'm calling first to thank you for your determining the birth mother of a cousin that I met because of a DNA match. I decided just for fun to send my DNA into Ancestry.com. And uh-huh. I matched with this particular person that uh, and I was contacted by. And she had spent years trying to determine her birth mom and birth dad. And with you determining it and my research, I mean, we're 99% sure and she's contemplating writing a letter to her 
to her mother. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel very, for some reason, I I, I have developed this, this very strong feelings for this person that I have not met, um, a cousin that we've just communicated via, via Internet. Uh-huh. Haven't even typed on the phone. But she would like to know if um, her birth mother would want her to get in touch with her, how she would feel about it, um, and we're pretty certain that her birth mother's still living, and she would be approximately 80 years old. Okay. Well, Shari, first of all, tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Alabama. Okay, and then explain a little bit to everybody that's listening what you did as far as the genealogy research and then what you sent to me and then and then I scanned. Well, I have um, about 46,000 people in my database. Um, they're all connected. Um, not everybody's a blood relation to me. Some of them are cousins of cousins. And this uh-huh. is research I've done for over 30 years. And I also do volunteer uh, research for other people um, and through, um, even through D, uh, DAR, I'm, I do volunteer research for people trying to and explain what become DAR. members. And so this situation... Hey, sorry. sorry. Hmm? Explain what DAR is to everybody. The Daughters of the American Revolution. Okay, thanks. Okay. And so... Um, I felt challenged when I was asked if I could help her determine who her birth mother was. And I was, uh, she knows very limited information. Uh, she knows that her grandfather had a military career. And because of the career, there were, um, her mother was, and was fearful of hurting her dad's military career. Um, and she gave birth in um, a Catholic home. Uh-huh. And Virginia, Washington area. Uh-huh. And she was adopted when she was four months old, and her adopted parents were wonderful. She had a good life. But it's just been always, she wondered, who are my, who are my parents? Uh-huh. So I think we have a real good feel about this because, you know, I have a DNA match to her. There are two other people. Well, there's several people that have DNA matches to her, but there are two other people that I also match with. So Uh that was more. But without you being able to go in and ask the right, do what you do, which is amazing, Uh, people feel a little bit uncomfortable approaching someone and saying, I think you're my mother. (laughs) Well, Shari, what Shari did, everybody, was she sent me a bunch of possibilities. And she said, is this person so-and-so's mother or here she, would would you sent me several options, I think. And then, is this my maternal side of the family or is it my, uh, father, my paternal side of the family, is this the DNA relationship that I have with this person? And right, you were able- right. So I scanned the 
the information that Shari sent me and I got her answers, which which I do for people all the time, you know, whether it's by this house, by that house, which one's in your best interest, that kind of thing. So your question tonight, Shari, is is the person that that you think her mother is that I think her mother is too after scanning it is that her mother? Is that your question, or I guess? No, I'm I'm ninety nine point ninety nine percent sure that is her mother. It could it cannot be anybody else, because we're a hundred percent sure she's a DNA match to me, okay. and not to two other people. And with the, the the scenarios, this is the only person it could be that there was the right age to be her mother. That was we have been able to determine. Um, her father was located at, in Washington during we pull military records. And so um, how would her mother feel if my cousin contacts her mother, which is also my she'd cousin? Be, I, get, I get she'd be thrilled. And that came before your question was even all the way out, Shari. Okay. She'd be thrilled. Okay. I, I, I just have also had these feelings that this mother has always wanted to know about her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I think she'd be thrilled. So did you have another question about? Yes. Okay. Uh, my other question is this particular mother, uh, mother, I believe she has two other children. Did she ever share that information with them, which are half siblings to my new cousin? Okay, did your cousin's birth mother share that she gave a baby up for adoption? I'm getting a no on that. Okay, we, we, you know, because, uh, you know, she does not want to for anybody to feel uncomfortable, even though she would love to be able to thank her mother uh, for going through this and for giving birth to her. Um, then my other question is, is the birth dad, is the biological father still alive? I get a no on that, sorry. Did he die in the service? You mean while he was still in the military? I get a no. Yes, that's my question. I'm, I'm not good with this. I get a no. The other thing, I think, too, the fact that I got the answer that her birth mother would be thrilled if she contacted her, I think um, at the age that her birth mother is now, I think so much of that drama just falls away with wisdom and with age. And so hopefully that will be the case with her and with her birth mom. So would you call back in some when if she does that and let us know what happens? Absolutely. And thank okay. you so much. Okay. You Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, I believe our next caller is Miss Kathy. Hi, Kath. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? Oh, pretty good. Good. I'm just down the. I'm just like up the road from you. I know. We're less than an hour. We're probably about an hour and fifteen minutes apart. I know. I know. Tell yeah. everybody where you are. I'm in Clarksville, Ohio. Clarksville, Ohio, which is kind of near Dayton, isn't it? It's between Dayton. If you connected a line between Columbus and Dayton, you'd be pretty close. It's a little bit, a little bit east of that, but not too far. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, good. Well, what's going on with you? You got a question for me this evening? Yeah. Um, I've got two 
two beings that I love very much. One is my father, who's getting ready to pass. I saw him yesterday, so I have a yeah. quick question about something that happened there. And okay. then my other one, the other one is, um, her name is Sadie Sage. She's the cat here on the farm that I have yeah. fallen in love with, and she's going to be, we're taking her to the vet tomorrow to make her transition because she's ready to go. Um, so my question, I guess, is just real quickly, um, Am I correct that my dad's getting really close? It feels like it. He's starting to see people in the room that are non-physical. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get him on my radar. But but that's so common, and that's in part of the 12 phases of transition, which I talk about in my new book, Angelic Attendance. You can, yeah. you can find it on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. And actually, when I went to the... the um, visitation this evening for this friend who died up here in Columbus. I took a copy of my book for her family. She's one of six kids. And um, and so I took a copy of my book for her family just because I find that this information is so not only helpful when people are going through this. And Kathy, I know you've seen the, the graphics of the 12 yeah. phases of transition on my site. And for those of yeah. you that don't know what we're talking about, I see everybody as they're dying. I see them go through 12 phases of transition. I've called it 12 phases of transition. If you go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you can see graphics of the different phases. So what happens is we're surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones, and, and it's just a glorious experience. And when the family knows that, it just ends up being so comforting to the family. So, Kathy, I'm connected with you and then connected from you to your dad. And his name's Jack. Am I remembering that right? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. All right. So, Mr. Jack, yeah. He's in phase 11. He's um, between phase 11, what happens is there's a... The, he, their angels are in a straight line at his feet. His parent, deceased parents are there. Many, many, many hundreds of deceased loved ones, spirits, deceased loved ones and friends and pet spirits. But there's a vortex that forms above the head that helps the body lift out of or helps the spirit lift out of the body um, when the time comes for them to to depart. And um, he's about ready to enter the vortex, Kathy. Okay. So, yeah, he's very, yeah. very close. And now there's always three questions that I ask everybody that's dying. So I'm going to ask your dad. We've asked him before, are you ready to go? He's telling me yes. He normally says no, but he's telling yeah, me I yes know. this time. Okay. This is the first time yeah. he said yes, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Are you ready to go? Yep. Yes. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? Yeah. My family, which yeah. is usually what he says. So, um, yeah, I think if you can get up there, go. Well, I was just there yesterday. Okay. Um, and I'll go back up as soon as I can. My sister, however, is out of state, and she once the only once a year goes out of state, and she's not going to be back for a week. I don't know if he's going to hang on to see her or not. Does it sound like it? Um. Well, let me ask him. I just asked him, she, "Will you wait for your daughter to get back?" And he said, "No." But, yeah, she came and she came and saw him right before she left. So I think he feels complete yeah. with her. And that's at this moment in time, too, Kathy, that can change. And then the yeah. other thing the other thing to remember is that it's all part of the dying person's wishes. Uh, it's We get so hung up on who's with the person when they go and 
all that kind of stuff. And, and it's all fine. It's all perfect. It's all the way your dad wants it. So okay. they all they all do what they need to do to have the people that they want with them there. You know, sometimes people don't want anybody with them. My my mima and my grandmother died. She was six weeks shy of 100, and we were all there with her. I fed her a full dinner and wow. um, and left. I mean, she ate dessert and drank a whole cup of coffee and everything. She was in the hospital. And I got to my parents' house. It was up here in Columbus. I got to my parents' house. She died 20 minutes after I left. Wow. And I was like, what? What are you doing? So what I've learned over the years with working with countless families is it's it's all perfect. It's all the way the person who's dying wants it to be, and they orchestrate everything. So so there's okay. that. Did you have another question for me, too? I just wanted to ask, just because I love her this cat so much, and she and I have a very special bond aside from her and her owner, um, and we are both taking her to be to do her transition tomorrow with the vet. Is there anything we can do for her tonight or tomorrow morning? Her appointment's not until 2 tomorrow afternoon. Anything we can do for her to help her have a good last little evening send-off here? Does she have a blanket that she likes, Kathy? She's telling me something about a blanket. Okay, that's probably what she's looking for because I was she she actually hasn't had the energy to crawl up on my chest uh, all day today until just before this call, and she okay. was looking around the bed for something. That's probably okay. what she's looking for. Is there so, a little okay, blanket well, that she has that kind of looks like a baby blanket or something, or a certain blanket that she likes? Probably. Tracy will know when she gets back. She'll be back here in an hour or so. Okay, that's what she's telling me that she would like to have her blanket. Oh, well, that's good. So, we'll, we'll wrap yeah. her. In, we'll wrap her in that to take her to the vet then. Okay. All right. I think she wants to, you know, just wants to have it close by, kind of like a little kid with their blankie. It's yeah, just we'll kind of a reassuring thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, thank good, you. Good thank luck you with so the much. cat, but especially good luck with your dad. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. I appreciate it okay, so much. Okay. You bet. Okay. Thanks for calling in. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Kath. Speaking of um, of deceased loved ones and spirits around the dying person, my friend Erin, when I was scanning her, her sisters were call were texting with me, and um, and so I did a uh, instant replay at the time of her death. And her grandparents, her parents are alive, so her grandparents, her maternal grandparents, were there at her feet, and her maternal grandmother was what I call running the show from the spirit world. But each of her grandparents had an infant spirit in their arms, and the infant spirits were miscarried babies that uh, her mom got pregnant with and then miscarried. I'm not even sure she knew she had miscarried, and um, and those baby spirits were there, which I see a lot when somebody is dying. There oftentimes are unborn infant spirits that are there, which I think is just so sweet when that happens. And so the family was fascinated by that. Okay. We do the show every Thursday night, guys, even when I'm traveling. So uh, the call-in number is 712-770-4160, access code 533-677-POUND. And you can find this call-in information several different places. First place is on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see all these times for the different time zones and the call-in information. Uh, the second place is that everywhere you da- anywhere you download a podcast in the show notes, 
you can find this information too because I'll put a little description in there and you'll see the information in the show notes. Subscribe to the podcast. Please tell your friends about the podcast as well. And then the third place is I send out a blog every Thursday and uh, the call-in information is on that blog too in the body of the email. So you can find it there as well. And I have a question here that somebody submitted online and it's Carrie from York, Pennsylvania. And Carrie said, hi, Julie, I love your show and look forward to listening to it every week. Thank you. I appreciate that you listened to it. Thanks for your kind comments. She went on to say, can you please ask my spirit guides if it's in my best interest to apply for full-time work from home within my current position? Twice a year, my employer allows people to apply for work from home full-time, and I want to know if it would be in my best interest to do that. Also, is it in my best interest to move to Florida? My husband, kids, and I currently live in Pennsylvania, but my husband would really like to move to Florida to be closer to his family. Your thoughts? Thanks so much. Now, for those of you that are, are just listening for the first time, the reason why she's saying is in my best interest, I always tell people when you're asking a question to spirits or God or the universe or heaven or angels or whomever, if you ask, is it in my best interest to, it encompasses all of the variables for all the different situations that can arise. And um, it, it just works out the best if you ask it that way. So here's my response. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for your kind comments and for listening to the show. In order to get some answers for you, I connected with you, then asked your spirit guides to join us. Seven spirit guides immediately appeared standing in a U-shape behind you. They all looked like versions of Father Time, old men with white hair, white beards, and wearing white robes. Picture the Dumbledore character from the Harry Potter movies or Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings movies. Spirit guides look like that to me so I can identify them. Once we talk directly to each one, they transform into another identity based on, and I just lost my place here, based on what they look like in the lifetime that correlates with how they're currently guiding you. When I asked your spirit guides if it was in your best interest to move to Florida, I got a yes. The disparity, or, or no, wait. When I asked your spirit guides if it was in your best interest to move to Florida, I got a no. When I asked the universe if it was in your best interest to move to Florida, I got a yes. The disparity between these two answers illustrates why we need to be as specific as possible when asking a spiritual question. When I ask if it's in your best interest to move to Florida at this moment in time, I get a no from both camps. Likewise, when I ask both your spirit guides and the universe if it's in your best interest to work full-time from home, I got no's. However, when I asked if it was in your best interest to work full-time from home for another employer, I got two yeses. Although spirit guides give lots of advice and it's well-intentioned advice, who knows how enlightened these spirits are? Just because somebody's dead doesn't mean they're the most enlightened beings available. That's why I prefer to ask very specific questions to the universe. This method encompasses God, deceased loved ones, spirit guides, and multitudes of other spiritual beings. In addition, all possible variables go into the equation and provide what I believe is the best response available at the time. That's what I was talking about a minute ago with the, is it in my best interest too? And um, then I said, if you want more detailed information, please call into the show submit another question online, or even better yet, schedule a consult with me. 
just go to AskJulieRyan.com, click the Schedule a Session button, and pick a date and time. That way we'll have a whole hour to get all of your questions answered. So um, that goes back with what Connie, our first caller, was talking about when she called in, which is, you know, when you ask your spirit guides a question, they're going to answer you. When you ask a deceased loved one a question, they're going to answer you. It's just the first thing that pops into your head. If you think about it for more than a second or two, that's going to be your brain answering you. And we all have this ability. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So there you go. Thanks for your question. Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, all together, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Okay, let's go. I believe Shannon is our next caller. Hi, Shannon. Are you there? Hi there. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Terrific. Where are you calling us from? OH. I-O, baby. There you go. It's almost football season. I can tell you're a Buckeye <laughs> fan. <laughs> but of course... But, of course, me too. I graduated from the Ohio State University. I'm having my um, my book taped. I hired an actress, and the audio book's going to be available hopefully in the next couple of weeks. And so I was reviewing some of the draft that she did, and, and you'll appreciate this. She added, and she said, well, uh, and she's reading, and I say, and I, in the book, I say, I graduated from the Ohio State University, and she pronounced it as the Ohio State University. So oh. I had to correct her on that. I had to correct her on that. <laughs> so you appreciate that. But yeah. anyway, well, good. Where in Ohio are you? I am in a little town called Gibsonburg. Oh, okay. And also known that? as Gibson, Tucky. Huh? So it's down near Cincinnati? <laughs> no, no, it's up north. It's in Sandusky County. Oh, okay. Terrific. Cedar Point. Yeah. About an hour. Cedar Point, everybody, is an amusement park that we used to go to when I was a kid, and they had amazing roller coaster rides. I'm sure they probably still do up near Lake Erie. Yeah, I worked there as a teenager. Oh, terrific. Good. <laughs> well, well, did you have a question for me? Yes, I do, please. Um, yes, ma'am. A couple weeks ago, I was um, I had a job interview and offered the position, which I took. Yeah. And it's about 83 miles from where I live right now, so I'm looking okay. to move. 
Okay. And actually, I just got home when I made this phone call this evening from that area and was driving around looking at places, um, trying to find a nice rental. And there's a couple kind of potentials out there. Uh I was wondering if um, we could pick up on any uh, inspiration about places to live. Sure. Sure. What's the city that you want to move to? Okay. Well, it's um, Lima Shawnee. Okay. All right. So that's south of you. That's going to be closer into Dayton, right? It's south. It's it's not quite to Dayton, no, but... Um, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. A couple of things. And, and did you like the places that you saw? Well... I've only been in one, and it wasn't the actual place. It uh-huh. was another, it was a similar but occupied place at the time, and there's another one just like it being built. But okay. I asked my, I did the, is it in my best interest? Uh-huh. And I got a no. Okay. I got, something told me to hold off. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, a few days after that, I was given some information about, another tenant in this particular development. Yeah. That's not, it's not positive. Uh, And so I thought, I don't know if that was the reason or not, but, um, so I continued to look and there's a place I did a drive by today and I called the man, someone else has first dibs. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, the owner contacted me and is going to contact me again tomorrow, okay. depending on the outcome of this particular this other potential. So I'm just kind of confused. A lot of the places, um, it's a higher, higher rent area, and they go quickly because they have a couple hospitals there and a couple other major corporations. Yeah. And uh, people come in, they rent for a year or two, and then they're out. So, Is Miami and, Valley one of the hospitals there? No, um, I don't know. I think one of them is oh, just Lima Hospital, and the other okay. one is called something else. Okay, because I used to be in that industry in the hospital supply business, and I was thinking Miami Valley was, and yeah, maybe called something else by now. So, um, well, what I'm getting first of all is I'm getting that the two places that you've seen at this moment in time are not in your best interest to move into. Okay, but but I do have something that works great. Some you know, this is just a, a suggestion for you. If you write down, Shannon, everything that you can dream up as wild, as wildly you know, ambitious, imaginative as you can be. Like so often, we tend to think, oh, I would love to have a screened-in porch, and then they think, oh, that there's no way, because there's not going to be a screened-in porch in the place where I'm going to live. Well, what I have found over the years in, for myself and then also working with people who are moving and are looking for a house is if we write down, if you write down everything, total blue sky, you know, anything you can imagine that you'd want in the place where you live, write it down and say, um, I want to live in this, or I live in this place on or before, honor before and put like a date on there 
Mm-hmm. You're going to be you're going to be amazed when you take that checklist with you at the places that just materialize. I'm telling you, it's miraculous. It's like amazing. It's amazing. And be open to how these places are going to come in, because just most of us will say, okay, well, I need to find an apartment. We'll look for apartments. Well, what if there's a condo, or what if there's a guest house, or what if there's a house? that's for rent or what if there's some other kind of a place that you haven't thought of that has all of these things that you've written down on your paper. It's so fun to watch it materialize. So okay. I encourage you to do that and write I it actually, down. I did that. Um, Good. I, I put it on my phone on the little notepad thing that's on the phone, iPhones. Yeah, write it down. You need to write it on a piece of paper because it's got more energy if you write it down with pen in your handwriting. Because okay. I want you to date it and then sign it. Okay. And then, and then you can have it on your phone too, but when you write something down in your handwriting, it, it has so much more power to it than just typing it on the phone or on okay. a computer. Well, do. Yeah. So do that. The other thing is, do you have kind of a geographical radius that you're looking in or are you just looking yeah. in a city that you're going to be working in? Well, I'm going to be working at a school and I'd like to find a place within the district. Okay. Um, well, good. Do we'll put to... that down on your list too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Cause you know, like when you, when you put in a, um, when you're looking online for a hotel and they say, okay, what radius do you want within 10 miles of the address or whatever. So you may want to even do that. You may want to say within within X mm. miles of your school and um, have that be one of your one of your requirements. Parameters. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you find the place and I promise you you will. And it maybe the place won't have let's say you put 15 things down. Maybe the place won't have all 15, but I'll bet they're going to have a bunch of those that are on your list. And just okay. be open, be open to what happens. And like what Connie was talking about, our first caller, ask God, your spirit guides, the angels say, I need a place. I need it to have all these things and I need it within a certain distance from my school. Okay. And, and then hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Buckle up. Girl. Be buckle ready in. to receive. Be ready to receive. Because it's amazing, and it's going to be fun to hear how it all works out with you. So please call in and let us know. I will. I will. Okay. Well, good luck. Congratulations on your new job. What grade are you going to be teaching? Thank you. Actually, I'm going to be a school counselor. Oh. Santa Elementary Elementary School, and it just um, came up real suddenly, and fell into place and I feel very positive about all of it. Well, and then the place for you to live is kind of the same thing's going to happen because when you're, when you're supposed to be doing something, when you're following your guidance, then it just, it's just like clockwork. It's like the dominoes, you know, just line up and then they just all fall into place. So, so this will too. I believe this will too. So call back in and let us know how it goes. Okay. I thank you for your support. You bet. Have fun. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye. All righty. I believe we have Miss Susie with us. Hi, Sue. 
Hi, thank you. So great to be back on your show. It's, it's been wonderful to hear everybody's questions and answers. So, you too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Calling from. I'm so. Oh, I'm sorry. I was having trouble hearing you. Um, I'm from. Did you guess where I was from? San Francisco yeah. area. The Bay Area. I'm trying to hear. <laughs> okay, in the Bay Area. She's our. She's our left coast girl. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, left <laughs> coast girl. Yeah. Well. Well, what's happening out there? Um, well, I wanted to ask you about, you know, last time I was on the, the calls, I was asking about the issues in my feet, and I finally went to the doctor after okay. like nine months, and right. she did an MRI of the right ankle, right foot, and um, a CT scan of the left, and she found that there's actually a, um, I don't need surgery to repair the tendon, which was great news, and that's what you said, but she did find right. the beginning of a stress fracture in a place I didn't even know about the medial navicular, it says, and so she had me in a boot for a couple weeks, and um, then the left foot that I've been asking about, trying to figure out what's going on, where she had seen a hairline fracture mm-hmm. um, on the end of the big, or right at the base of the big toe, and that's been since about March of last year, and that is showing that it's still not healed, and wow. it says cortical irregularity, and it says um, yeah, questionable significance of trabecular architectural irregularity in the distal aspect proximal phalanx of the great toe, and I've been going to physical therapy, and it's not getting better, and I just, they suggested I wear the boot this week on the left foot, switch to the left foot, but then it started really hurting the right foot, and I was concerned about um, making that stress fracture worse that I didn't even know I had, but mostly I just have such pain in that, um, in the ball of the foot. I got the, um, the pads and you know, the foot pads and everything and trying new shoes. And I just wondered um, if it's in my best interest, you know, to wear that boot on the left or wear it some of the time because it seems to not hurt as much to walk. Um, but it, then, it, like I say, it makes the right foot hurt a lot. And the doctor didn't suggest wearing the boot. She's uh, I was just a physical therapist, and also whether to continue with the PT. I like going, but it's not getting better, and they're doing light and ultrasound, and I don't know if that's just somehow not in my best interest. So if you have any suggestions or if I need to go to a new doctor or what, it's just I need yeah. to be able to let this pain, you know, somehow do something yeah. about this pain and get this this uh, hairline fracture healed, you know, after so long. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. Before I get you on my radar, I have a really dear friend who actually lives here in Columbus who had stress fractures for years. And and at one point, she was in a boot on each foot. It was oh, crazy. Gosh. It couldn't get him to heal. She went to see a new doctor who put her basically on a, you know, high-fat paleo diet, basically. Mm-hmm. Good fat. Her stress fractures healed pretty quickly, Susie, and she's not yeah. had a problem with it since. She lost some weight, and she a lot of her pain uh, diminished. She had a lot of joint uh-huh. pain, had lots of surgeries, lots of back surgeries, just like that. But her stress fractures that wouldn't heal, wouldn't heal, wouldn't heal, wouldn't heal, healed up pretty quickly. So I know you've heard uh-huh. me talk about bulletproof.com slash uh-huh. diet. It's bulletproofexec.com slash diet. Um, you know, go download download that food chart, eat what's on there. Another really good book is uh, Eat Fat, Get Thin by Mark uh-huh. Hyde, MD. And then Dr. McCullough has a new one out, and it's 
they're all basically saying the same thing. And I saw it work with my girlfriend, Beth, and I mean, it was almost miraculous. Just changing her diet was the, the catalyst she needed okay. to help her okay. body heal. So that's number one. Number two, okay. let me get you on my radar, and then let's just go through all of these questions that you asked, and let's ask them one by one and get some answers for you. Okay. On that. So Thank you. For those of you who are new listeners to the show, when I say to Susie, I'm going to get you on my radar, what happens is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit, which our, our spirits vibrate at a faster rate when we're not in the body simply because the body has mass, so the vibration is slower. When our loved ones, our deceased loved ones, and spirits are in non-physical and spirit form, we vibrate. They vibrate faster. And they can communicate telepathically. They can communicate with anybody, anywhere. It doesn't matter. So what I'm going to do is raise my vibrational level. My eyes are closed. I'm going to see a laser beam go from my body here in Columbus, Ohio, it's going to head northwest, or probably not even north. I'm thinking I'm in Alabama. It's going to head west, probably about the same. And um, and then it's going to hook into Susie, and I'm going to shoot energy from her feet up through the top of her head. And I'll be shown in my mind's eye. My eyes are closed, my hands over my eyes, kind of like when you watch a movie in a dark theater, Suze. You know, you, you can see better if it's darker. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to see what's going on. It's like I have an MRI or an X-ray in my head and I can see what's going on. So here we go. Here's laser beam. Head to you. Got you. Shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. Got you. Okay. Right foot. The right foot is the one with the ankle. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, the right ankle. But I mean, it's hurting, but they said that it's okay. It, and it has a stress fracture on that left side of the right foot, the medial whatever they call medial navicular and I don't know if that's healing from wearing the boot or not or what it shows because I can't tell. I'm getting I'm, it's still inflamed so I'm getting that down what inflammation energy everybody looks like to me is just red dry fog and then I put this blue anti-inflammatory energy on it to get it to calm down um, I believe the boot is helping Susie on that right foot so um, is it in Susie she told me to stop wearing it now and okay. she said just wear it for two weeks because she was worried about atrophy. And then now the physical therapist having me trying to wear it on the left foot. <laughs> but, well, what, I, what I'm seeing, and I think I've seen this with you before when you called in, is, is that kind of a brace that looks like a, it's that stretchy nylon-y thing that you can get at oh. the you can get it at the drugstore. Or at, at, uh-huh. I think you said you had one one time, but it was yeah, cold, yeah, right. I still mm-hmm. see that. So maybe try an ace bandage, just something that's going to give you some support in okay. that ankle. I'm seeing it. So if the the brace that you have hurts your foot, just try the try the ace okay. bandage. See if you can wrap it just to give it some more support. All right, let me look at the okay. other foot. Now, is the other foot the heel that I kept saying I kept seeing it had like a little bone chip out of it or it had um, something? That was the right one. I think you okay. saw the bunch of, but the, the left foot, the main problem is in the big toe, like the ball of the foot, because there's a hairline fracture that hasn't healed for a year and a half. They're saying it's still wow. not healing, not healed. Okay. On the CT so, scan, and that's where the pain is in the ball of the foot and right at the base of the big toe. 
Yeah, but it's like a, is it a vertical break? That's what I'm seeing, a little hairline fracture that's ver- that I would say is vertical, like coming. Oh, it's supposed to be horizontal. It's supposed to be across the, long, the base of the big toe is where it's supposed to be. What I'm seeing is a, is a, is a vertical that like comes from your toe and then goes into the ball. That's the one that's popping up on my radar. And sometimes with hairline fractures, they don't show up on the films Mm -hmm. all the time. Or one time they'll show up on a film and they won't some, some other times. But I always just trust that the energy goes where it's needed most. So what I'm watching Uh happen is I'm watching it get filled in with some bone cement, like what we did Mm. on your other foot. You had a mm-hmm. chip out of your ankle or something, right? You had a bone chip. That that's, was that's what you. That's what you were seeing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about it, but I just the pain. The pain for me was on the right ankle. I didn't even know about the stress fracture that's on yeah. the left side of the right foot. Yeah. I didn't even know that, it was there. Where that was patched on your right ankle is still holding. I can see it. It was like a little mm. bone chip, like you'd banged it or something, and it was a little bone chip. Um, on their right ankle. So I think that's what needs the extra support too. Okay. Now. Okay. So, um, all right. I can see a little teeny, weeny, weeny, weeny stress fracture. That's like on the top of your ball of your foot. That's going horizontal, but there's more of an issue with this vertical break. Mm. And it's, Again, a hairline fracture, so I'm just filling both of them in. So let's ask, is it in Susie's best interest to wear the boot on her left foot? I'm getting a yes before the question's even out. Okay, so then it's okay that it's not going to hurt the stress fracture on the right foot because that's what was happening. No. The right foot started hurting a lot when I wore the boot on the left side. But I think maybe that's why I'm getting for you to, to support it somehow. Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe not necessarily with the boot. It's kind of like you know, giving somebody chemo for a cold kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe mm-hmm. it, maybe it's more of a step-down thing to the yeah, okay. to some other kind of support. Try that and see if okay. that helps. The other thing that's really important with those boots, and I had a broken foot from a car accident, so I learned this firsthand. You've got to have your, your feet level as far as the heels. So if you need to mm-hmm. wear a tennis shoe or something that's going to be raise that other foot up about uh-huh. as high as the boot. So be really careful on that because that will cause extra stress on the other foot mm-hmm. if, you do that, okay. if you do that. Okay, what were your other questions? Um, whether to continue with the PT because it wasn't getting better and they were doing the, the laser light and the ultrasound, and I just don't know what... Uh, if it's working, I mean, it doesn't seem to be getting better, so I wasn't sure what to do with that and whether I should go to a new doctor for new ideas. I like my doctor, but they just are saying, you know, all she said was to go to PT and the PT's not working, so they were wondering about if I should go to a different doctor too and whether so, to continue with PT. So is it in Susie's best interest to continue going to physical therapy with her current physical therapist? I'm getting a yes. What okay. came in when you were talking was, do they do they do any hyperbaric oxygen chamber stuff for healing? No, they just didn't, okay. they're just doing laser light therapy and the ultrasound. I wasn't sure whether those are helping or hurting. I'm getting that they're helping, but I'm also getting that if you can you can figure out a place to go for the hyperbaric oxygen and and they'll write you a prescription for it. You know, mm-hmm. for the treatment, it's not a prescription or whatever, whatever orders mm-hmm. they need. Um, I'm sure that they have access to one somewhere, and that, well, I know that helps bones heal faster. Okay. 
So check okay. that out. And um, and then is it in Susie's best interest to continue with the same orthopedist, I would think, right? Orthopedic. Uh-huh. Um, That's a podiatrist, actually. Oh, podiatrist. Okay. It's in Susie's best interest. I'm getting a no on that. Is, no, it in okay. is it in Susie's best interest to see an orthopedic surgeon? I'm getting a yes. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And but, uh, I know I don't have weight to lose, but maybe, um, you know, I started trying the different diet. I started trying bone broth, hoping that that would help yeah. with the bone healing. So I guess, yeah, I, I'll I try think, these things. Um, yeah, check into that. Check check that bulletproofexec.com slash diet and download mm-hmm. that food chart. And, um, boy, it, I wouldn't have believed it, Susie, if I hadn't seen it with my, with my friend Beth. I mean, it was wow. miraculous. And she, to be in two boots for, she was in two yeah. boots months and months and months. And she was in constant wow. pain. And they are healed and she has had no problem, I would say, going on two years now. Wow, that's great. Great, <laughs> great to have hope because I started yeah. wondering if I ever was going to be okay yeah. again. But thank you so much, Julie. You are welcome. Thanks for you. calling. Bless okay. you. And Bye-bye. sorry about your friend. Good luck there. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, Musa. Hi, Musa. I Hi, Julie. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, we got about five minutes left. So tell hey, me where you're quickly. Calling from. Yeah. Oh, oh, calling from uh, Connecticut. Connecticut. Quickly, what's, the, what's your question? I wanted uh, to say uh, we, you and I chatted about a couple of months ago when I first... Actually, when I first knew about your show, like six months ago, we talked, yeah. and you right. did a scan. You you told me I'm very low. My energy level is very low. Okay. And it's all due to, uh, I forgot the term you use, uh, like the stuff that I eat. So essentially what I had to do is get on the bulletproof diet, and guess yeah. what? I did just that, and it's working fine for me. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. I wanted to thank you very much for that. Oh, you are most welcome. Thanks for the thanks for letting us know. It 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 really is amazing how it helps the energy level yes. when when yes. we eat the right thing. It's, Absolutely, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, good to Absolutely. I, I wanted to throw a quick question on that note. Uh, I had a. Do you, by the way, can interpret dreams by chance? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Wow, okay. A couple of days ago, like three days, three, four days ago, I had a dream, an interesting dream. I was like uh, riding around at night and I was being chased by a lion. Okay. And uh, I was trying to essentially just dodge it. Right. And I got into a dark house and yeah. I think I, uh, I, I, I just opened a door and then... And then just to fake it, like I went to the room and I just went through the back door and got out of there. And uh, my spouse had a similar dream the same time, the same night. So I just wanted to, to know if there was a meaning associated to that or not. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Okay. Well, let me, let me ask. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm connecting to you real fast. Okay. Yeah. What? What's the significance? So what I'm doing is I'm asking your spirit guides. You've got a bunch of them in a semicircle behind you. What's the significance with Musa's dream and his wife's dream 
that was a similar dream on the same night. Uh, it was, you guys are so connected from past lives that you, you lived in a place where they had animals like that, and it was scary. You went through something that was scary. So it wasn't necessarily a past life memory, but it was more of a, had to do with past, a past life memory that you guys were dreaming together. Does that make sense? You guys yep. were together in a dream and you were, let me, let me rephrase this. You were together in a dream and you were experiencing that, that adventure in the dream together. Does that make sense? Wow. Yes, it does. Okay. Because what happens when we dream at night, our spirits leave our bodies a lot of the time and we go have these adventures, but they're in a different reality. So when we bring them back and try and interpret them into our reality, the way our brains try and interpret them, we don't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily make sense because it's a different reality. So what happens in another reality isn't necessarily the same thing that happens in this reality and our brains don't really have the capacity to understand everything in that other reality. But when we, when we try and interpret it through our human brain, sometimes we look at dreams and we go, what the heck does that mean? And it doesn't make sense. I don't think it's anything more significant than you guys were in a dream together. Funny thing about that, when my husband's traveling, sometimes I'll say, okay, honey, I'll meet you in our dreams. And, you know, he'll say, okay, where do you want to go? <laughs> so, um, so wow. that's, that's kind of fun. But yeah, I think that's what that was. Well, thank you very much. I, I honestly do welcome. believe it because that was not the first time we had the same dream. There you it go. There you go. So thank you very I'm much. Delighted that you're feeling better too. That's great. Thank Thanks you. for Thanks calling for in. Help. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody. We're about out of time. Um, fun show as usual. And uh, please remember my friend Erin and her family in your prayers. They will be going through the funeral and all of that tomorrow. And, and it's, I think during the funeral, you're in action mode, but then it's afterwards that it really gets tough. The other thing I wanted to mention is is when my Mima died, a very dear friend of my brother's said to me at the funeral home, he said, when you go through the loss of a loved one, you will go out of your way to be there for your friends and family who are losing a loved one because it will mean so much to you um, that people have come to support you. And I find that that's very true. But this family was so supportive when my sister died in 2010. And it made me know that I needed to be up here to return the favor and be supportive to them as well. So I hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful first of next week. And call in next week. Send me your questions online. Tell your friends about the show. And uh, take care, everybody. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com.
This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.